Phil Olson joins us now in the Full Court Press. Uh, Phil is an all-time Logan High great, Utah State great, nine great years in the NFL. Phil, uh, thanks for spending some time with us today. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. Uh, and, and first of all, uh, really appreciate uh, your connections to Utah State, uh, checking in. Uh, I know that um, you were part of many broadcasts over the years after your NFL career with our good friend Bob Apoon, who helped us uh, arrange this interview. So uh, I always appreciate your insights and uh, and what you see on the field and, and what's been happening around Utah State Athletics over the years. Well, thank you. And, you know, I had the opportunity to... to uh be part of uh, covering the, the Aggies uh, uh, with Bob Apoon for four years, and so we had a, uh, four years of broadcasts that were very special and really enjoyed uh, doing that. Uh, I had a chance to travel with my brother Merlin for 12 years doing the NFL on, on TV and, and uh, really developed an appreciation and a respect for what goes on in the broadcast booth, and so I was able to bring some of those things to the broadcast booth uh, at Utah State, and you know we had a we had a really good run. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. So you were the the last Utah State football player to be selected in the first round, which seems crazy. It's been such a gap of years between you were selected in the first round to when Jordan Love was selected just a few weeks back. Uh, just describe to us that that experience of all the attention and and uh, and focus on you and, and your career, what you're able to do it in the collegiate level. And then being able to go is having one of the one of the first names called uh, and uh, selected in the NFL draft that year. Well, uh, the draft has changed a lot since uh, since then. And uh, um, back uh, in 1970, I mean, the NFL, most of the NFL teams, I think all of them had been through Logan, and had uh, I'd had a chance to meet with most of them, and so uh, I we had a pretty good indication that I was going to be drafted uh, in the first round by, by someone. We had, I had hoped that I would get drafted by the Denver Broncos, so I, <laughs> I wanted to stay you know, in, the, in the Mountain West. and uh, So we had some, some favorite teams, and we had certainly talked to them, and, and uh, uh, Denver had indicated that if I was still available when they drafted, that I would get, be drafted by the, by the Broncos. But uh, I was drafted. Uh, I was the fourth player picked in the 1970 draft. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was the first player taken in that draft, and uh, Mike McCoy, a big defensive tackle from Notre Dame, was the second player taken. And then Mike Phipps, a quarterback from Purdue, was the third player taken. And I was the the fourth by the by then the the Boston Patriots. Yeah, that Patriots team. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Patriots, whether they're in Boston or New England. More so, New England. No offense. <laughs> uh, uh, Phil Audrey Salveson here. Grateful to have you on here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for your time. Uh, Mike McCoy you just mentioned him. You guys had a relatively similar, uh, I guess, connection, and it's unfortunate as well. You got a chance to participate in the college all star game in Chicago, Illinois, and McCoy's the one that uh, that had fell on your right knee, I believe, and I think it ended your '70 season. Uh, I don't mean to bring up that memory, but I did want to ask about the college all-star game. What was that like? Well, it was a, it was a great opportunity to be uh, selected to play in the college all-star game. It was, uh, I don't know whose idea this was, to bring the, the best college players in the, around the country together in, in, in Chicago and then play against the, the, that year's uh, Super Bowl champions. And, 
you know, that year it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. And uh, so it was it was a great opportunity to meet a lot of these these wonderful players from big schools and uh, around the country and uh, to get a chance to spend some time with them. And, you know, as you mentioned, it was, uh, it was very unfortunate that Mike McCoy fell on my leg. And um, so I had to have knee surgery, uh, you know, before my rookie season even started. And, you know, back then, knee surgery was done considerably different than it's done today. And so uh, it, I ended up missing uh, my rookie year as a result of having to be in a cast for eight weeks following that surgery. Oh, eight weeks. Oh, my word. Wow. Uh, so we that your situation, because of, of that injury, makes things a little bit different. Uh, in, but when it still came time for you to be able to play for the first time in the NFL – uh, how maybe as you suggested times there are different now but there's got to be certain expectations maybe pressures on players that are selected so high and especially in the first round of the NFL draft and how might that apply to what Jordan Love may be going through today well I think you're right I think there are very high expectations uh, placed on uh, anybody that's drafted in the first round and you know, I was—I consider myself very fortunate to have been able to come back from that knee surgery and to be able to play as long and as well as I did. Uh, you know, and during the after my rookie year, I was able to to uh, we were the Rams were able to work out a situation to get me uh, to get me to the Los Angeles Rams. So I had the opportunity to go and play for the same team that my older brother Merlin was playing on, and so that was a that was a real. Uh, uh, you know, exciting time in my life. But, you know, I was fortunate to be able to earn a starting position, and I'll, I'll never forget my first game in the NFL. We we played uh, in the college, or we played actually in Canton, Ohio, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame as their, their Hall of Fame game, and we played a, a game against the uh, the Houston Oilers in the, uh, in, their, in the stadium there, and uh, I got my first quarterback sack in the NFL in that game and that was a that was a very uh, exciting uh, thing to uh, for me and uh, it's great to have the opportunity to play uh, on the same team and on the same defensive line with my brother uh, looking back at that uh, that 1971 season uh, of course as you already mentioned you, you played with your brother Merlin uh, your younger the youngest other brother I guess uh, Oren also played for the Kansas City Chiefs and at one point it was the first time ever that three brothers, played in the league together. How memorable is that? With all the memories, the great memories you have, to have three brothers in the league together, that has to be special, Phil. Well, I, I, well it was. It was unique. Uh, I think there have been some other families that have had three uh, uh, brothers play, but not at the same time. So that was really an unusual situation for all three of us to be playing at the same time. And I was... Uh, in Denver with the with the Broncos, Merlin was uh, in L.A. with the Rams, and Oren was with the Kansas City Chiefs. So we had a chance uh, uh, with the Broncos to play against the Kansas City Chiefs twice that year. We beat them twice, and and uh, I think 1976, and that was really a special memory for me. Not only playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, but having the opportunity to to, to beat them because they had a real good football team uh, in 1976. Having your brother Merlin in the league with all of his successes that he had, how much of that helped you? How much of that, perhaps, in some way or form, may have hindered you? Well, I think you know the, the uh, 
same would, would have been true for my for our younger brother Oren. I just it puts the spotlight on you, I and mean, so a lot of people know about you, but you still have to play. And if you don't, if you're not able to play, it, it won't help much at all. In fact, it it will it'll hurt you. But I think that for me, having an older brother do so well in college. Uh, and be drafted in the NFL. I think as I was coming, because Merlin was eight years older than I am, so he had been, uh, he was already into the NFL before I got out of high school. And so I think uh, a lot of colleges around the country uh, had heard about me uh, because of my relationship with, with Merlin. So it meant that a lot of schools were, were coming to watch me play and were. Uh, asking for game film and were uh, trying to talk to me on the on the telephone. I was absolutely amazed at the the number of uh, scholarship offers I was getting coming out of Logan High School from uh, schools all over the country that I really knew nothing about. And I think a lot of that had to do with uh, the fact that Merlin was my older brother. But you know, as I as I said, you, you know, it it puts the spotlight on you and. Then you know you have to be able to play because if you if you can't if you can't play it's it's not going to help. <laughs> so so I think that and that Oren experienced the very same thing as he came out of high school and was recruited all over the country and you know he uh, uh, my parents had actually moved to Orem Utah and so he was he was uh, playing football at Orem in the in the uh, the shadow of of BYU down there and and uh, somehow some way they were able to convince him that that's where he needed to go to college and you know he's the only one there are nine of nine Olsons I have I have three brothers five sisters eight of the nine uh went to Utah State and Oren was the only one that that uh that didn't and you know, he went to that uh, that school somewhere south. <laughs> we won't we won't mention that name. Good, sure good, never good call, to Phil. Down, yeah. hey, <laughs> I got to ask you. I know times are different. Your situation was different because you were able to earn your starting position because you were just extremely talented. You know, he came in and just took advantage of the opportunity. For Jordan, he's in, in a different situation as he backs up Aaron Rodgers, uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback. What advice would you give to Jordan? As he can, as he starts his career behind a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, that's a great question. You know, I I think that my advice to him would be to to start right now, uh, to not waste any time. You know, that he needs to be a a, a student of the of the game, the, the professional game, and you know, I think he's he's fortunate to go to a program that has a, a history like uh, the Packers do, and. You know, I'm I'm very hopeful that Aaron Rodgers will uh, will receive him into, uh, into you know onto that team and will uh, be a good mentor for him. Aaron went through that uh, you know, uh, when he came to uh, to the Packers when Brett Favre was the starting quarterback, I mean, so he understands what that looks like. And so it's going to be interesting to see the the response that he gets. You know, I think there are a lot of, of people uh, in. Green Bay that were hopeful that they would use that first round draft choice to to bring in a, a another wide receiver or running back or something and so you know there there's going to be some folks that that aren't excited about the fact that he's going to be there uh, as a uh, probably a, a non participant in his in his first season but there's so much that he can learn and there is no question about the fact that that Jordan has extraordinary uh, arm talent you know I've talked to People that were at the, 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 the you know the combine, people that have, have seen him work out, people that have worked with him. I I've been to uh, Aggie games all the way through his career and seen him just 
do some amazing things. So there is no doubt about the fact that he has remarkable uh, arm talent. And so now it's about learning the game uh, of professional football, and, and it's different than, than college football. I mean, in, in coming all the way down to the size of the football itself, the football, the, the NFL football is a different, uh, little bit different shape than the college football, and it's a, it's a little different, throws a little bit differently. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can he can pick that up. You know, I think that for a lot of <clears throat> young quarterbacks to come into the NFL, one of the worst things that can happen to them is that they play too early. Uh, because as as you know, that a big part of of a quarterback's success comes from their confidence and their ability to complete a pass. I mean, so when you, you know, when you think about it, you know, throwing the the ball, you know, forty fifty yards downfield to a receiver that runs a four two forty, being covered by a defensive back that runs a four two forty with wind blowing from left to right, you know, twenty miles an hour, and and you know, three defensive linemen and a and two linebackers getting ready to knock you on your backside, you know, if you don't have some confidence in your ability to complete that pass, there's a very good chance that it's not going to be completed because, you know, when you throw the football, there are only three things that can happen and two of them are bad. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, when I was uh, uh, conversing with Bob Apoon about uh, getting you, getting connected with you, he had mentioned that you have a connection with David Yost, uh, uh, the former Offensive coordinator for uh, for Jordan Love. Well, David is a, a, a friend of mine, and you know I did some work with uh, Matt and that his staff when they were at Utah State, and I've been doing a little bit of work to with them at Texas Tech, and so yeah, I've been talking to to David Yost a bit, and you know uh, obviously about uh, Jordan and and his ability, and you know uh, uh, Dave Yost is a huge fan of Jordan Love's and. You know, can talk to you uh, at length about uh, his his talent and his ability, and and I think that Jordan really missed uh, Dave Yost in you know in as the offensive coordinator. I mean, they they I think they ran a lot of the of the the offense that uh, that Dave Yost had run you know two years ago. I mean, that, that the the Aggies averaged almost 50 points a game on on uh, with with their offense and. A lot of that had to do with this amazing offense that Dave Yost was able to engineer, but he couldn't have never run that offense had he not had Jordan Love back there as the quarterback. It never would have worked as well as it did with with uh, Dave Yost calling the plays and and Jordan Love executing them. Phil Olson, legendary Aggie, legendary Cash Valleyite, legendary Logan Grizzly. You can go on and on and on about Phil Olson and his career. He joins us here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Phil, what was the hardest transition? to make when you went from college to the NFL for you? Uh, you know, it's a great question. You know, transition is, is always uh, difficult, you know. Uh, but I think that uh, uh, it, it was a big transition getting married and, uh, and moving to the East Coast, uh, to, to Boston. That was a huge uh, transition. Uh, I think that the, the game, uh, I didn't find that as... as uh, as difficult and complicated as I thought it might be, uh, I, I realized very quickly that that I had uh, athletic ability to compete with the players that were there, and so that was because you know, that's always the question in a in a player's mind: Do I do I belong? Do I you know can I play at this level? 
And I think that for a lot of players coming out of high school, going into college, this is one of the things that that eliminates a lot of them is that they might have been the greatest player on their high school team, maybe the greatest, one of the greatest players in the in the area. But when they get to to college, every every one of those players that are there, you know, had a similar background, and so there's kind of a weeding out process of do I belong? Can I play at this level? And a lot of it is is not just athletic ability, but it's your your confidence in your in yourself. And so as I went to the end of the NFL, I think that one of the biggest uh, changes transitions was really the just the all the the, the travel, the the fact that it, you know that we were um, the game was was um, more sophisticated, and uh, there, there was a, there was a, the training was was starting to get more complicated and uh, so yeah but I think the the biggest transition was really uh, getting getting married and then moving to the east coast that was probably the the most difficult uh, part of that uh, especially that first year Phil you've been generous with your time uh, one last question before we let you go uh, just professionally now in your life after uh, football your life after uh, broadcasting as it were um, you've been doing some pretty interesting things with uh, uh, what you're doing uh, now, uh, helping people, um, kind of connecting the right dots with people and, and their abilities. Why don't you just quickly expound on that, what you're doing these days professionally? Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I have a company called Know Your Strengths, and uh, we use assessment tools to help people to understand the uniqueness of how they are wired. And uh, so we've got clients all over the country, some international clients. We're translated into 21 different languages. So we have assessments that we use which give us a look at uh, the amplitude or intensity of what we call the four cornerstone traits of behavior, dominance, extroversion, pace, and conformity, you know, how people make decisions, how they process information, what motivates them, what demotivates them. So we work with... uh, clients to help them to understand what what are the profiles of the people who would be most likely successful working for them in different positions and so we help them to hire the right people we do a lot of uh, executive coaching we do a lot of leadership development we do a lot of job modeling uh so you know that's pretty much what we do we do a lot of work in athletics uh, as well we've got some some uh, clients around the country duke university athletics is one of our clients and We've done a lot of work with Utah State University and, and others. Uh, so, you know, that's that's pretty much what we do, but helping people to understand the uniqueness of how they're wired and to validate them in the strengths of who they are and to help them to understand that who they are is not only okay, it's great, but they need to be who they are and not try to be someone they're not. Wow, that's awesome. Well, well Phil, uh, great insights, uh, great uh, background. We really appreciate it. Uh, you've been a great ambassador for Utah State, uh, both on and off the field, and uh, appreciate the insight and, and time and how it kind of applies to maybe something that a current Aggie is is now going through as he prepares for the NFL uh, in his uh, venture into the pro leagues. So, Well, thank you. And I, I, am, I am very uh, confidently hopeful that, that Jordan Love is going to transition really well and uh he's a great young man um very impressed with him and uh he's a, he's going to be an excellent ambassador for for utah state and you know utah state is a very special place cash valley is a very special place and you know they did a lot for me growing up as a kid and a lot for me uh while i was at utah state and and i love to 
come back, and I've, I've loved staying involved. And, you know, Utah State and Cash Valley has, has given me a lot, and, and I'm, I'm always uh, happy to be able to give a little bit back. Hey, thanks for your time, Phil. Appreciate you. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate Thank it. You.